Welcome back to Defeat the Chaos, everybody. I'm Corey, she's Julie, and I am so glad that Julie allowed me to do the intro today. <laughs> she has been stealing them the past couple of weeks, so this is a treat for me. Defeat the Chaos is a show about highs and lows of being an entrepreneur, whether you are looking for direction on how to be a more successful entrepreneur, or if you're just looking for someone to share in the struggle, this show is for you. On today's show, we have Ryan Cote. Ryan is the founder of Morning Upgrade. It's a business dedicated to raising the awareness of personal development and morning routines. He's also the owner, co-owner in Ballantine, his family's marketing agency, and a roofing company. And he's also a real estate investor. Ryan lives in New Jersey with his wife and three daughters. But before we bring Ryan on to talk about personal growth, morning routines, all that stuff, Julie, how are you doing today? I'm really good. It's nice to be back. We weren't live last week, so I'm happy to be back and we're happy to have Aaron, our sound engineer. We like to call him our producer. Yes. Back. So we're it's all good. How are you? Good. I'm doing well. I'm I'm a little tired. It's been a it's been a crazy week. Been a crazy couple of weeks. Yes. Um, You've been on um all gas, no breaks for about six weeks now. Yeah. And this week has just been just a good uh, reminder of what I'm getting myself into where it's, you know, 16 hour work days and not that's 16 hours of just doing basically physical labor, dealing with idiots, dealing with all the stress, answering questions, troubleshooting problems, all that stuff that I love, the dealing with idiots I can deal without. But <laughs> Right. But, you know, you are you are at your happiest when you're doing this kind of stuff. Yes. So, you're getting close. You're getting so close. Very to close. Yeah. We are weeks away from opening. So it is getting, uh, getting more and more real every day, which is nice actually seeing everything come together. Uh, all of that, all of the stuff that I want to deal with, all of the, the problems and stress that come with owning a restaurant and none of the bullshit of opening a restaurant, especially when, you know, you don't see eye to eye with your general contractor. Let's just say it in a nice way. Yeah. Well, we all know there's been some, uh, some, uh, discrepancies there. Let's just say you have differing goals. Yes. 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 And differing approaches to how work is done. So. And differing priorities. Um, yes. Your and, priorities getting the restaurant <clears throat> open. Yes. And we had a, a, a fun conversation, uh, heated conversation uh, this week because <clears throat> in order to open up the restaurant, we have to have our certificate of occupancy. And that's just the, the, permission from the city to allow people into the space to, mm -hmm. to do business. And we can't get our health inspection until we get our CO. And so there's no, and there's a ton of stuff that needs to get fixed in the space before I would even want the health inspector in the space. And the health inspector won't even step foot in the space until we have a CO. So it doesn't even matter. Anyway, uh, talking to him this week and he's like, well, you should just call the health inspector and get get him in um, just to, you know, kind of see what's uh, what we need to fix and, you know, and, and go from there. And I'm like, well, I've told you what we need to fix. We need to have this, 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 and there's all of these problems that need to get addressed before the health inspector shows up. He's like, well, just get the health inspector and let's see if we can just do a pre walkthrough and all that. I'm like, there's no sense in bringing him in. First of all, second of all, this is going to be my first interaction with this health inspector. I want to start off on a good fit, good foot. I don't want to bring him into the space and, just have him just be like, why are you wasting my time? You should know better, that type of stuff. I want to look like I know what I'm doing because I know what I'm doing. And um, thirdly, like this is a, a relationship that's not, it's not one and done. 
Like I will be working with this guy for years in theory, assuming that he doesn't retire, leave leave his job, whatever. Um, And so it's like, no, like I'm not calling the health inspector until we have a CO and I'm not, I'm not doing it until we know that we fix everything that needs to be fixed. And then one of his project managers comes through like an hour later and he's like, Hey, Corey, um, what's the health inspector's name and, and how can I get in touch with them? And I'm like, why do you, why are you calling the health inspector? He's like, well, Brian wanted me to call the, the health inspector. And I was, so I was like, okay. And I'm like, called it back. I was like, you don't, you don't call my fucking inspectors. Like I didn't call the electrical inspector. I didn't call the plumbing inspector when, like when I had issues in the building, I, you're dealing with that. You know, nothing about opening a restaurant. Do not talk to people about the restaurant. You need to fix all of the shit that you haven't fixed. And then we can get a health inspection. So that's what I've been doing. Wow. That's, that's ballsy, man. Yeah. That's ballsy. I will tell you when I, you know, the pre-inspection, that's probably like a pre-meeting in the corporate world. It's like a pre-meeting and it's, <laughs> it's a waste of time because here's, here's the list of things that you need to fix. And yeah. then, then we can go from there. And I, you know, and I just found another thing last night where I'm just, I know he's like, well, we'll see if the health inspector catches it. I don't care if he catches it. It's not acceptable. You know the only type of pre that's acceptable? Pre-approval for credit cards? Oh, no, I was going to say pre-gaming when you're tailing. <laughs> oh, there's that too, yeah. Pre-gaming for anything. Right? Yes. So that's acceptable. But I learned something interesting this week. What was that? Have you ever heard of a shadow meeting? No, but it sounds shady. A shadow meeting is where someone has a meeting and you're not actually invited to the meeting, but someone who is in the meeting. So it's going to be a virtual meeting, right? And someone who's in the meeting virtually opens up a second session of like Zoom or, you know, Microsoft Teams or I guess it's Google Meets, like one of those three and live plays, live streams the meeting that's happening and you watch the meeting as it happens. Back in my day, Julie, we called that eavesdropping. <laughs> I I am very, oh, why is this a thing? I don't know, but that sounds terrible. You're now participating in a meeting that you can't participate in. Correct. You're just watching a meeting. I mean, it was bad enough when, when back when I was still in corporate America and when you were still in corporate America, and meetings would happen and it's like who needs to be on this meeting eh, just put everybody oh yeah, yes. yeah just uh, just in case we might need them yeah let's just waste everybody's time yeah used to be one of my favorite things was to run the the um meeting cost calculator during meetings right? oh yeah so you just sort of average out what you think the rate is of everybody in the meeting and then just start the, the timer and it would calculate the cost of a meeting and i mean sometimes meetings are like Twenty, thirty thousand dollars. Yeah, a company is wasting tens of thousands of dollars for no reason for something that could be summed up in an email <laughs> or a phone call between two people. Yes, exactly. Yeah. But the but the, yeah, when you were telling me about that shadow meeting, it just sounds like somebody was miserable and they just wanted other people to be miserable. Because if I'm participating in a meeting and then I've got a team of people who I want to just watch me participate in a meeting, yeah. Like, it's like, I know, uh, so apparently my time is worthless and I want to make sure that you know that your time is also worthless. <laughs> it's sort of like a, you know, like in 
Oh God, I'm probably, we're probably going to get sexist comments for this, Corey. It's like a, an angry wife or girlfriend. Like she's angry. So you're going to be fucking miserable too. Like she's miserable. Sure. Everyone's miserable. And just to be fair, that could go either way. Yeah, you know? yeah that yeah. is true. That is true. But yes. Um, yeah. Hey, I want to talk about um, LinkedIn email. Okay. I'm fired up. Go on. I know very little about this. I know that you get a lot of solicitations via LinkedIn. Um, yeah. And I don't know if that's the same thing even. Yeah. So yes, it is. And here's the thing. Like, I, okay. Why are people so fucking lazy? Why? Oh my God. Why? Do you want to get me started on this? Yeah, I do. I'm going to tell you my, I'm going to go with my spiel first. And then I want you to tell me, I then you please go off, go off the rails for me, Corey. Okay. All right. So in the last 24 hours, here's just a sampling of the emails that I've gotten on LinkedIn. Hey, Julie, I can help you become a best-selling author and you won't have to write a single word. We have a system down where we do all the work and you get to be a best-selling author. Okay. Uh, read my fucking headline, Bozo the Clown. I'm already a best-selling author. But you could be a double best-selling author. Yeah, doesn't that sound amazing? Yes. <laughs> hey, Julie, I can help you launch a new podcast. Uh, read my bio, butthead. We're almost 200 episodes into BizQuick. Seriously? Yeah. Julie, do you need help implementing a new ERP? Are you even running the right ERP? Uh, oh, uh, well, for this juggernaut business that we're running, we need an ERP. Yes, <laughs> we should probably go with Oracle, right? Yes, exactly. Oracle or SAP. But yeah. Even I've, for a major company, SAP is like delivering a can of Coke in the back of a semi-truck. Yes. It's so over-engineered, but for fuck's sake. And then there is the, hey, Julie, are you, are you looking to hire more IT staff? Uh, the answer is yes, because this IT guy is about done. <laughs> <laughs> you want to retire. So here's the thing. Like, I, you know, I, I respect... I can respect hustle. I respect hustle. What I don't respect is a cold pitch directly into my inbox. When if you had spent five minutes researching, you would know we don't need any of that shit. Okay. So because I don't know how social media works, is this like they're just grabbing, uh, they basically just get a list of names and they're just casting the widest net possible or are they uh, actually like finding you and doing this manually, like message by message to random individuals? Well, they, they, it could be automated. Um, it's probably the same message going to everybody. So I don't sure. really know the answer to that. But most likely what they're doing is they're probably using uh, LinkedIn Premium, which they can then run these very, very um, precise searches to say, give me everyone who fits into these categories. And then they start sending them emails, right? So- but if you want to be effective at sales, you got to do a little bit more work than that, right? You're not putting me into your funnel for writing a best-selling book. First off, you don't even know if that's a problem I want to solve. Second off, it's so mind-blowing to me that somebody can't take five minutes to read a bio. The first line of my bio says I'm a best-selling author. Yeah, but again... 
are they just automating? They've just they, they've. That's not an excuse to me. That's lazy as fuck. I mean, it it is, but it's it's also it's a tactic. Like I wouldn't it's a terrible tactic. I would I agree, but it is a tactic. It's it's like the you everybody gets those emails from the Nigerian prince who just my needs, dad fell for that. He sent he, he sent money to a woman who was stuck at O'Hare Airport because her gold in her suitcase weighed too much and she couldn't get through security. Yes, yeah, but. <laughs> that's a true story by so the way. so what i'm saying is that tactic does work and the level of effort to get them that money from your dad was next to nothing you get this email list with tens of thousands of, of uh, addresses on there and you send out one you, like it costs you all of five minutes yeah hey aaron when you are um you know working on this on the back end before you said it live Replace my dad with the word nine toe Joe because we don't actually call him dad. So <laughs> just note to yourself on that. Yeah, I don't know if he can do that, but I don't know if he can either, but that was fun to say. <laughs> sure. But yeah, so yes, that is lazy, but again, it works because the there's the, somebody clicked on that that you know that that email, your dad, and uh they they were able to get money. And so for the 15 minutes that they spent, they got hundreds of dollars for for, no, for little to no work. So I, I would say that that's a tactic. It, I, it's not being lazy. It's like it's not the best tactic, but it's, you know, it's not lazy, I wouldn't say. It's lazy. It's lazy. Did you just say you wouldn't say it's lazy? I wouldn't say it's lazy. Oh, no. it's lazy. It's totally lazy. And it's. Listen, if there's a choice between doing nothing and mass spamming a whole bunch of people, hoping that you cast a net to catch one or two people, go with doing nothing. But because, what? It, but but so if I do nothing, I get nothing. Well, but I cast a wide net and I get two leads. That's better than nothing. Two is greater than zero, Julie. I know math isn't your strong suit. <laughs> Two is greater than nothing. God, you know, I really, I'm just going to say it. I've really, I know because you're so busy with the restaurant, I really just don't see you very much lately. Oh, man, I miss you. I, 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 I really do. And I mean that sincerely because I, I, I do suck at math and two is greater than zero. But you know what? You're also... What's not greater than zero is the number of people you are pissing off who are now going to tell other people how ridiculously lazy you are. Yes, the, and there, there is that. I mean, there's the consequence to your actions. And if you're just being lazy and sending out that blanket email, I agree with you on that. It's, it's going to everybody, your business, everything has a reputation. So yeah. you, you will become known as, especially if you're using your network, if, yes. if you know, like, hey, look at this, look at this ja jackhole over here. Like the, yeah, that, I, I agree. But Actions I mean, Actions have consequences, Corey. That is You correct. taught me that. Yes. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Like it, it's, it's a terrible tactic, but it's not, I wouldn't say it's lazy. I wouldn't do it. I would not do it. Well, nobody's asking you to, Julie. So we're good there. And this is why you are not allowed on social media. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but again, like uh, stuff like that to me, it's like I you know, just brush that aside. I don't care. You're just, you know, you're just sending out a, a 
a blanket email. I can delete it just as quickly. Oh, no, I pitch back to them. Yeah, I know you do. I, I literally tell them why they're an asshole for sending the email and offer to give them sales training. <laughs> I literally do that every time. Like, have you considered sales training, sales coaching? I can help you the with The old that. Uno reverse card. Yes, yes, exactly. The old Uno reverse card. All right. Well, listen. I know for one thing over the past, you know, several weeks for sure, couple of months, this has been a slow, it's, it feels like a slow build, but it probably feels like it happened really fast for you. Your entire morning routine has been on tilt for a while. Well, no, it's been it's just a different routine now. It's wake up at, you know, whatever time before 7am and eat some breakfast. And It's then, like when we used to travel all the time for work. Yeah. Except the, you know. Now I have to work until one in the morning every day. So that's, that's different. Yeah, <laughs> it is, but um, all for a very good cause. All for a very good cause. Okay. Well, we need to wrap it up. I don't think we accomplished anything on the front end of this uh, show, but that's okay. We're going to bring on Ryan Cote. Uh, again, he is the founder, owner, creator of the uh, Morning Upgrade podcast. He was on our podcast or will be. He will be. It hasn't been released yet. Yeah, it hasn't yet. been released yet. And um, we recorded one with him and I don't think that's been released either, but that's. No, it but, hasn't. We but, can talk about all that after we bring him yeah, on that's after fine. the break. After the break. All right. So we will take a quick break and we'll be back to talk with Ryan. Hey, everybody, it's Corey and Julie from Defeat the Chaos. Our show on the Voice America Business Channel is for small business owners, entrepreneurs, and winners. If you're a loser, scram. Yeah, scram losers. Defeat the Chaos hits on the struggles of what it's like to be an entrepreneur. We celebrate the wins and we dissect the losses. And unlike most boring business shows, we aren't that. We like to have fun. We have informative guests on. We talk about current events that affect small businesses. And there's plenty of gambling talk because risk and owning a small business go hand in hand. Oh, and we record live, so there's no editing or production if we screw up, which we do. So join us every Thursday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel or catch the replays whenever you have time. Voice America Network proudly presents The Catherine Zox Show for women, men, children, and families. Catherine magically combines her compassion, experience, and talent to bring listeners a show that's upbeat, informative, and yes, a little sassy. Tune in every Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern to The Catherine Zox Show on the Voice America channel. Today, expertise equals credibility. When you know what to do and how to do it, people follow because they acknowledge that you know more. However, stepping up in your career eventually pushes you out of your comfort zone of expertise. How you lead at those moments requires new skills. We're here to show you how to survive and thrive. Join me, Wanda Wallace, on Out of the Comfort Zone, the Voice America Business Channel. You can find more information at Leadership Forum INC. Say It Skillfully is my new radio show about being who you really are and saying what you think needs to be said. This is your host, Molly Chang. Call in and I'll help you find the right words to tackle any difficult conversation or ticklish situation you've been avoiding. Whether you're part of a small project team or leading a giant company, the more you accept that you're part of the problem, the faster you can be part of the solution. Learn how to be happier, healthier, and more productive at work and in life. Join me live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. 
as close. I, could, I couldn't hear it. So I was just, you know, I, we're going to blame our guest for that. Hey, I think it came for me to jump in. I was like, uh, do I say something? <laughs> <laughs> no, that was completely me. So typically Aaron's playing music for us. And when it starts to cut out, when it fades out, we know to jump in. But sometimes the settings of the guest Zoom make the music not play. And that's what just happened. Uh, so this so, is all your fault, right? So it's your fault. It sounds right? like it is. Yeah. How's it going? my life. Uh, it's going good. Like I mentioned, my, my youngest daughter gave me her head cold. So I haven't had a cold in like three years. But uh, besides that, life is great, you know? Well, do you, you know, for like three years, two years, colds didn't exist. That You didn't get a cold. <laughs> that's that's so, a good point. So, <laughs> it, but it just feels like, doesn't it feel good to just be able to safely say you have the cold now? Yes. Or I like cold? using the word. Yeah, head cold. (laughs) All right. Hey, Ryan, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about you? But please, please don't take the whole time and don't start from when you were born. Nobody cares. I'll start when I was five years old. We'll start start there. We'll fast track it a little bit. Uh, So my name is Ryan Cote from New Jersey, married, three daughters, uh, 11, 9, and 7, I work in my family business. We have a marketing agency, and we now have a roofing company. Completely random, but fun. We got our we got our first few jobs, and we're rocking and rolling now. So that's exciting. And then, like you mentioned on the intro, I run Morning Upgrade. That's my side hustle, if you want to call it that. My passion project. It's a blog. It's a podcast. It's a book. It's a morning routine product, and whatever comes next. And that's my mission to raise the awareness of morning routines and personal development. So those are the things that all those things I just mentioned are what keep me busy. Love it. You know, so every week we, um, our social media person puts out questions, puts out a a post for people to ask questions, right? Hey, what questions do you have for our guests? And we, we got some good ones this week for you. So you want to start with one of those? I'll do my best. All right. So, from Josh, he wants to know how do things left over slash undone from yesterday factor into your morning routine? Good question. That's interesting. That proverbial to-do list does not get finished. Yeah, I mean, I try to, so for my to-do list personally, I try to keep it to things like, I call it my big rocks, like really important things. And sometimes it takes more than one day to finish those things. And so in my morning routine, I've got my priority priorities for the day. Usually it's one to three things. Usually, I would say nine out of 10 times, I get those done by the end of the day. Uh, if I don't, I carry it over to the next day. And actually, that happened yesterday. I carry something over that I didn't do yesterday onto today's list. And then I have a to-do list in my Gmail. On the right-hand side, you can have a to-do list. And those are my big rocks or things I don't want to forget. And so it depends on what, what to-do list we're, we're talking about. But if it's tied to my morning routine, like my priorities, I carry it over to the next day. But I really do try to get the things done that day. And I'm, I'm kind of the same way when I'm, when I'm good at keeping things on a list. And for me, sometimes the list is just, it, it's never ending. So I don't even bother yeah. writing it down. I'm just like, just keep work, just keep chipping away at things and eventually it'll disappear. Um, eventually but, someone will forget that I was supposed to do it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, but it, yeah, for me, like, cause I'm, I am a big fan of lists and a big fan of like one of the most rewarding things for me when I'm doing work is crossing something off a list. And then usually take that list and rewrite it for the next day. Um, and then for me, that helps prioritize what what's going on because something that 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 showed up on my list at the end of the day, I'm like, oh, that's more important than everything else that I missed today. And then, you know, put that back at the top and start start fresh in the morning. 
And then normally in the morning when I wake up and start on that list, then everything just goes sideways anyway. So then I'm like, screw it. No more lists. But, you know, that's just. You know I, <clears throat> I heard in a podcast, I feel like I may have spoken to you about this before. I'm having deja vu right now, but I don't do this personally, but I think it's a really good way of handling the to-do list. Is This guy, Sharon Savista, I'm probably completely butchering that, but he, when he has a, something to do, he doesn't have to do this. He just puts it in his calendar. So if he wants to do X, Y, Z, he'll say, okay, Monday from three to four, I'm going to do X, Y, Z. So his calendar becomes his to-do list. So I think that's a really interesting productivity strategy. I don't personally use it, but I just found out about it and it's, it's interesting. I like the act of like writing down and crossing off. I'm one of those people who I'll put something on the to-do list after it's done just so I can cross it off. <laughs> because really good. it makes me feel really... I, it makes me feel productive and efficient. So um, I don't typically put stuff on my calendar because what happens is if I don't get an alert on it, then it won't get done. But if I write something down, I will never forget it. So the writing down, oh, Corey. <laughs> <laughs> Corey's face is saying that I'm lying right now. Yeah, the never <laughs> forget <laughs> part. Yeah. Less likely. <laughs> Less likely. Not that I can really talk, Captain uh, Memory over here. Oh. <laughs> I got a steel trap. Um, but yeah, like it, I, and it's just, I don't know, for, for me in, in such a hectic life that I've got going on right now, it, it seems almost pointless to try and schedule things in my day because I know at any moment something else is just going to become that priority. Like it, it, there, there's no way around it where I would love to be able to say, oh yeah, from 3 p.m. to 3.30 p.m. today, I'm going to accomplish this task. But guess what? I'm going to find out that somebody wired something incorrectly in the restaurant and I'm going to have to deal with that from three until midnight, you know? And it's just like, that's just the, the world that I live in. And it's like, because then for me, I feel stressed out because, oh, I was supposed to do this thing, but I didn't do it. It's just like, all right, well, that's just gets pushed the next day. Right. I mean, yeah. this, this week has been a perfect example. He called me on Tuesday evening at like, like seven, seven thirty ish PM. I'm okay. And he's like, Hey, I missed our meeting today. <laughs> the meeting was at one And I'm like, yep. He's like, I'm sorry. I thought it was Monday all day. Yeah. I thought today was yesterday. <laughs> that was my exactly <laughs> what I said. Yeah, I thought today was yesterday. And I'm like, you yeah, know, nah, totally like all the slack in the world right now for missing stuff. Cause he's got a lot of things happening, but Sometimes things just go off the rails and it's off the rails for weeks at a time, right? And you're just trying to figure out what is the most important thing to get done today or in this moment. Yeah, it's hard to get things done. It's hard to get things done when you don't know what day it is, you know. But it's like seasons of life, right? You're just in a busy season. So you have to have some some uh, flexibility, you know, and not be so hard on yourself because it sounds like you've got a lot going on from morning to night to, to very late sounds yeah. like yes um well let's let's jump into that morning routine because i it, even for me i think that's something that like something that we can control uh because you can control what time you wake up in the morning most likely and and for me i i i'm not a morning person and but i also don't like being rushed in the mornings so i would rather wake up early so i can have like a just kind of ease into my day rather than setting my alarm for the exact last minute that I could so that I could just get up, throw some clothes on and leave the house. Like I'll, I'll wake up an hour before I need to be 
even on the road somewhere because I'm like, all right, well, I know that I'm going to spend 15 minutes reading the news, then I'm going to want to have some breakfast and then maybe check an email. It's like, you know, there, there's, I do have that routine, but I would rather just lose sleep so I can not just not wake up like in a panic. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I'm the same way. I, I mean, I used to be not that way. I used to snooze and then just wake up at the absolute last minute that I could wake up to get, still get to work on time, which is not the best thing to do. So yeah, I, I agree. I think waking up early, giving yourself a buffer, some time to yourself, a way to start your day, kind of ease into it. I think that's a good recipe for most people. Agree. I'm going to switch uh, gears a little bit on us. One of the things that um, you like to talk about, it was a new concept for Corey and I, not a new concept, but a new term, a new way to talk about the, about this it, um, is the growth gap, right? So we would be remiss if we didn't bring it up because we actually named this week's episode Mind of the Gap. So um, <laughs> let's talk a little bit about the growth gap. First off, what it is and um, what your thoughts are around it. Yeah. So the personal growth gap, it's, <clears throat> it's a concept where if you have a growth mindset and you're working on yourself and you're into personal development, you likely have a version of yourself that you are trying to get to, whatever that looks like for yourself. And so you've, you're, you're where you are now, so let's call yourself version 1.0, and there's the version that you're trying to get to, that you're aspiring to, version 2.0, okay? And so that gap is that in between, like how far away are you from the version of yourself that you're trying to be? And the idea is try to close the gap and how you close the gap. And that's, well, that's where all the personal development strategies come in. And it's different for everyone, you know, morning routines, masterminds, what you, what you consume, you know, in your ears and, and your eyeballs, you know, read and read and listen to all those strategies for around personal development that helps close the gap. Of course, you need to have a good idea of what that version 2.0 of yourself looks like. That obviously helps, but to me, that's where personal development comes in, is trying to close that gap, getting closer to the version that uh, that you are trying to be. And because uh, we had talked about this previously when we were doing one of our podcasts, which I've already said have not been released yet. But um, when uh, the like for me, the, the question was that like for for the conversation was that for people like ourselves, for entrepreneurs, for the, the go getters out there, that version 2.0 isn't the end. Because it's get to version 2.0, and then now we want to get to 3.0. We want to be, you know, we don't want to be Windows yeah. 98. We want to be Windows 2000. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah, the, the, the yeah, I think for most of us, you know, you set a goal and you hit the goal, and you, yeah, we have to have something to strive for, right? That's what keeps us going. Uh, and so, yeah, once you get to that that version of yourself, it's likely going to move. But think about it too, because by the time you're at that version. It could be years away, and so your life is going to be different then. Your business is, is going to be different then. You're going to be you're going to be handling things differently or working through different things, and so it's just natural where you're, that version of yourself will always move. And that's funny you're saying it could be years away because I'm I've got such a short term mindset, especially recently, because I'm I'm just dealing with the the proverbial axe in my forehead. Um, where like for even the, the, the previous conversations we had, I wasn't even thinking I'm like, oh, that's like a five-year goal. That could be, that could be a decade out. Who knows, you know, whatever, whatever that goal is. And, and I think that, I don't know, maybe I'm speaking for myself or, and maybe I'm speaking for a lot of people out there, but that goal is, is less than 12 months for me. Like, it's like, what do I need to do in the next 30 to 60 days? Um, and I don't know if that's just my mindset or the, the, maybe I'm just succumbing to the, the short term quick fix world that we all live in now, but 
Maybe I'm not. I don't know. I mean, I think you have to have short-term goals and long-term long-term goals, but really, like, how far out can we realistically plan? So, one of the masterminds I'm part of, they have a setting a three-year goal. So we we started doing this in 2020, and then it was basically it's basically called "Come as You Will Be" in 2023. And so, what is what, what are the goals you're going to hit? What are the goals you want to hit by 2023 in three years? What do you want to what What do you want to be as a man, et cetera, et cetera? And so, it's uh, three years. I think is doable. What's yes? That's that's, that's <laughs> the number one goal: still be a man. You <laughs> <He> said. <laughs> so, do you still want to be a man? So, um, and and what's interesting is I think you know we tend to we we tend to not really understand how much you can truly be accomplished in a period of time, right? So, you know, we think I, I just saw something the other day that said, you know, basically like screw your ten year plan, like take that 10 year plan and see how much of it you can compress into six months. And I thought, wow, I had kind of mixed emotions over looking at that because I mean, one, you can get a lot done in six months, but there's also this pressure on entrepreneurs to live less and work more all the time. And, you know, social media is such a, double-edged sword where, you know, it's like, oh, let me, you know, do my, you know, fancy car lean where I've got, you know, I want to show everybody, I want to show all the things I've accumulated. And, you know, it's, you know, what about the things you're doing, right? Like the lives you're impacting or the fun that you're having. We tend to, we tend to deprioritize doing, like having fun, living a life in order to accumulate things and that that to me is is a huge amount of pressure and problematic for entrepreneurs we we do it to ourselves and we 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 kind of succumb to it based off of what we see on social media and it's just it it it's it's fucking nonsense it really is yeah i i I can't stand social media even though it's one of my businesses you know part of it uh (laughs) you know yeah it's just uh yeah i i think experiences are so much so much better than stuff. And I, you know, so we started doing road trips when COVID happened and that's like the ultimate experience, you know, three kids in the car, my wife going on a two week road trip, seeing 15 different cities and just traveling the world. It was amazing. Like I, I, it changed me forever. And now we do it. Now we do it every year because it's such an adventure. That's fantastic. I'm sitting over here. Corey can attest to this. Like Corey, who's worse at, am I worse at grammar or math? Uh, Probably grammar. I literally want to say, is it verbs over nouns? Right? So action over things. Sure. <laughs> and I couldn't remember if it was nouns or verbs or verbs over nouns. And I was like, oh my God, I need to go back to first grade. Yes, you do. That stuff's not important. <laughs> <laughs> for math and for... It's important when your business partner is a stickler for grammar and you cannot remember where a comma goes in an if statement. <laughs> That's what she has you for, Corey. <laughs> Too you, you many times we've had this conversation. I know. <laughs> you know what? Sometimes I do it on purpose just so I can I get figured you probably attention. do. <laughs> <laughs> I throw a couple extra commas here just randomly. See what he says. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that only it looks like I'm doing it on purpose and I'm not. I'm like, <laughs> seems like basically wherever I would pause when speaking, that's where I put a comma. 
Yeah, sometimes where you would like pause and you're thinking too. It's just like, uh, comma, while I'm thinking about how I'm going to finish this sentence. Um, <laughs> but yes. Um, yeah, well, we are running out of time here um, coming up at the end of this segment. But, um, you know, before we go, uh, I wanted to see um, if you had any advice out there for anybody who's trying to uh, increase their or improve their personal growth, their morning routines, anything like, you know, what's one thing that they can do to right now quickly just kind of make a small step towards improvement? I'll give you three quick things because uh, three things came to mind. I know we're running out of time, but start small with your morning routine, 10, 15 minutes if you have to, and solidify it into a habit. Okay, start small. Uh, join a mastermind. Join a mastermind. That's great. Uh, it's a great personal uh, growth strategy. And then look for ways to make yourself uncomfortable. When you're resisting something and you're, you're, you feel the fear and you're like, ah, I really don't want to do that, usually it's the time you should lean in. That's when, that's when the growth happens. Love it. We actually have another question um, sure. from, this was from Francis, our social media person. And Francis wants to know what is an essential part of your daily morning routine? Essential part, I would say gratitude practice. Right, I think gratitude. We're exactly the same, Ryan. <laughs> I love it. I do it with my kids. I do it every day. I just, it requires your brain to look for the positive. It, it might sound kind of woo. I hate using that word, but it does work. Just give it a give it a give it a long enough time for it to marinate in your head. Yeah, I try and tell Corey to do gratitude, and he tells me to fuck off. That Let's do it right now, Corey. What are you grateful for? Um, that we're almost at break. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that I can pause long enough that we will be at commercial before I have to answer this. <laughs> Comma. Yes. Um, all right. Well, we do what have to. He's not going to answer it. Exactly. We have to because we have to wrap up. I'm. I'm grateful that uh you came on the show today thanks for coming on um thanks, and if uh anybody wants to connect with ryan his information is going to be in the show notes there if you need marketing help if uh check out his podcast the morning upgrade for sure um and if you're in the new jersey area and you need a new roof um give him a call as well so uh appreciate, appreciate it ryan and we are going to take a quick break and we'll be back to talk about gambling in the news Thanks, guys. Hey, everybody. It's Corey and Julie from Defeat the Chaos. Our show on the Voice America Business Channel is for small business owners, entrepreneurs, and winners. If you're a loser, scram. Yeah, scram losers. Defeat the Chaos hits on the struggles of what it's like to be an entrepreneur. We celebrate the wins and we dissect the losses. And unlike most boring business shows, we aren't that. We like to have fun. We have informative guests on. We talk about current events that affect small businesses. And there's plenty of gambling talk because risk and owning a small business go hand in hand. Oh, and we record live, so there's no editing or production if we screw up, which we do. So join us every Thursday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel or catch the replays whenever you have time. Voice America Network proudly presents The Catherine Zox Show for women, men, children, and families. Catherine magically combines her compassion, experience, and talent to bring listeners a show that's upbeat, informative, and yes, a little sassy. Tune in every Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern to The Catherine Zox Show on the Voice America channel. Today, expertise equals credibility. When you know what to do and how to do it, people follow because they acknowledge that you know more. However, stepping up in your career eventually pushes you out of your comfort zone of expertise. How you lead at those moments requires new skills. We're here to show you how to survive and thrive. 
Join me, Wanda Wallace, on Out of the Comfort Zone at Voice America Business Channel. You can find more information at leadershipforuminc.com. Say It Skillfully is my new radio show about being who you really are and saying what you think needs to be said. This is your host, Molly Chang. Call in and I'll help you find the right words to tackle any difficult conversation or ticklish situation you've been avoiding. Whether you're part of a small project team or leading a giant company, the more you accept that you are part of the problem, the faster you can be part of the solution. Learn how to be happier, healthier, and more productive at work and in life. Join me live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. It's time to take charge of your own career path. But how do you get started? First, tune in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. Each show will feature national business leaders, tips and insight from Marie and her guests, career management tools, and a weekly career smart tip. She'll help you move forward, earn that promotion, get hired into the career you want, and brand yourself. The Career Confidant is broadcast live every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Welcome back to the Beat the Chaos, everybody. We just had a great conversation with Ryan Cote of a great, great conversation. Yes. Great, interesting, informative, uh, entertaining, entertaining conversation with Ryan. Yeah, we did. You should get me a thesaurus, Julie. I'm going to. Okay. I'm going to buy you a thesaurus. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we had a conversation with Ryan about uh, morning routines, personal growth, a uh, bunch of other stuff. So if you didn't hear that, be sure to go back and check that out. And that's right. It is time for gambling. Um, last week, uh, I was a loser again, and Julie is continuing her hot streak. So last week, I took, um, oh, who was it? I don't even remember. I lost. That's all that matters. And Julie won. Uh, so my record is at seven and six on the year, and Julie is eleven and one. That's crazy. That is crazy. Um, I don't know what's going on, but it makes me scared. Yes. So anyway, today, what do you have, Julie, for gambling? All right. Well, I am going to stick with the Final Four. I'll stick with men's basketball. Uh, Final Four this weekend. I am going to take UNC. University of North Carolina plus four versus Duke. Now I do think Duke wins. Um, Corey's knocking shit down over there. I'm getting excited about my pick. <laughs> I do think Duke wins, but I do not think they cover. I think it's going to be a very close game. And I think UNC is going to be just right behind them. That's a one or a two point ball game. And I'm looking forward to it. I was going to say four points. Some would consider a, uh, um, a close game regardless. Yes, but, some would, but I that's yes, yes. I like it's going to be an it's going to be a nail biter, Corey. What do you got this week? What do I have this week? So, I'm looking at a couple of games um and I'm debating whether or not I want to go with basketball or hockey. So, I'm just going to go with basketball. Yes. I'm going to cover I'm going to jump into the NIT championship game tonight. We've got Xavier playing Texas A&M and A&M is giving uh, four and a half points right now, and I like AM on that. I'm going to take the favorite AM to win it all. And then, who are NIT, they playing? Xavier. Oh, okay. Uh, and it, uh, yeah, so NIT champions, Texas AM, they're going to win by more than four and a half points. And 
we want to thank Action Network, our friends out there. They don't know that they are our friends, but they, they are. are um, and all of our lines and information that we're getting to make these amazing picks. Well, Julie, anyway, uh, we'll just <laughs> say that I'm guessing at best. <laughs> um, yeah. Coming from Action Network. So we appreciate that. Check them out. And uh, I want to fo- follow say- Julie Fade Corey this week. Yeah. I want to say one more thing real quick about uh, college basketball. And this is for all of you St. Peter's Peacocks fans. I told you this was going to happen. When your team gets hot in the tournament, you lose your coach. So I am sorry for your luck, but your coach got stolen away. And now you got to start over and next year you're going to suck again. I am sorry, but that is, those are the facts. It happens every time. Yes. So let's jump into news. Let's do it. Yeah, should I go first or you want to go I'm first? I'm going to go first. You do it. So a uh, topic that I like to talk about, uh, there's a couple of topics in here I like to talk about, but um, we're going to talk about cryptocurrency. And I'm a big fan of crypto and not a big fan of the government. And right now our government, national government, is planning a new digital currency. And from <laughs> this is from The Hill in the title or the title article, Biden is planning a new digital currency. Here's why you should be very worried. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and say uh, there's every reason to be worried. First of all, there's nothing that our government does that is ex- executed well or efficiently. So it's going to be a giant clusterfuck from the start if and when they get to it. But all they don't like cryptocurrency because they don't like that they can't control it. I don't think I think I said there's too many negatives in there. They can't control cryptocurrency. That's why they don't like it. And they they have tried. I was talking to some schmuck earlier this week about um, how Russia is trying to hack Bitcoin. And I had to explain to him that you can't hack Bitcoin. You can hack somebody's wallet. You can hack a particular coin. But like I can't hack your the dollar bill that's sitting in your wallet. Just like like I can't hack currency Um, (laughs) and the the whole concept of blockchains and all that. But this idiot, he only listens to certain news sources out there. And he's like, this is what they said on the news. And I'm like, yeah. Because you're not smart enough to understand what's going on and you're just going to believe them. And now we need to go to war with Russia. And that's all they're pushing. But <laughs> yes, it's it's frustrating because it, it, like they, they want to have this this currency, this digital currency out there, which they are just foaming at the mouth for because it's a way to control. It's a way to control. It's a way to control. That's all it is. They can tell you, they can see where you're spending your money. They can tell you where you can or can't spend your money. They can give incentivize. They can turn off your money. Yes. They can incentivize you to spend your money in places that benefits them and not necessarily the actual country, the economy, the people in it. All of it is terrible idea. I hate it. I'm with you. I support your hate on this one. Thank you. All right. Well, my first news story More, this is from Forbes magazine. More Americans are confident in Zelensky than in Biden. (laughs) A Pew Research study says that um, following his bold display of defiance against the Kremlin, 
Ukrainian President Zelensky enjoys the confidence of 72% of Americans, eclipsing U.S. President Joe Biden's 48% confidence rating. And I feel like that's probably a high rating. That's very generous. Very generous. Yes. So the (laughs) one thing here that I want to pull out of that, like what I took from that was, first of all, um, people are so heavily influenced by social media and it oh, is just yes. cool to jump on the Zelensky train right now and jump on again. I'm not supporting Russia and by any means, but, and, or anything that's going on over there. I'm just saying that right now, I mean, cause he's, he's a, he's a young guy. He's, uh, I mean, he's kind of a badass. like, you know, like you need to get out of the country. He's walking around in the war zone, helping to lead his people doing what leaders should do in something, you know, at a time like that. But for me, the biggest thing there and the reason why I think people like him, he's not 80 years old and senile or a drunk or you know, like a, a, a serial uh, politician, a criminal, et cetera. Like he, he's a young guy who genu- genuinely wants to do the right thing. He wants to help his country, his people. And the problem that we have is we've got people who've been in office for decades and that's all they know. It's a career and that's all they care about is getting reelected. And it's just frustrating for me because like, I, I, I think this is something that we can all agree with. There needs to be term limits. There needs to be um, there, term limits, age limits. I mean, I'm sorry, there needs to be an age limit. Like if you are 80 years old, you are out of touch with most of everything in life. Yeah. Like you should not be leading anything except the buffet line at country old country buffet. Like you should not need handlers to be the president. Exactly. Yes. So. All right. Yeah. We got, we All right. Get another so, story? Yeah. Um, I've got uh, two stories that are both involve Elon Musk. Um, Cause we like to talk about, we Elon. love Elon. Um, so two things, uh, Joe Rogan said he offered to train Elon Musk for his proposed epic one-on-one fight with Vladimir Putin. Um, so this is where <laughs> wait, 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 what? the internet is, I mean, just fantasy is becoming reality. I don't think any of this is actually, obviously it's not going to happen, but um, a little while ago, uh, Elon Musk challenged Vladimir Putin to a fight said you know basically whoever wins i don't even know what the owns <laughs> outer space <laughs> yeah i guess i don't know but they're like he wants to fight putin and then basically rogan came out and said yeah uh i'll train you i'll, I'll get you trained to fight putin <laughs> so, that's amazing um the internet always wins. i know it's just like wow how just crazy can we get um but the other thing with Musk, uh, he uh has his three ex- existential st- uh, threats things that he's scared of um, for this world. And one of them that I uh, believe we all really need to be worried about is artificial intelligence going wrong. Uh, I know I've talked about this before, probably not on this show, but on the podcast where AI is going to be the end of humanity. Mm -hmm. There's no way around it, um, whether it's going to end well or end poorly for humanity, but we are creating the replacement like our replacements we're creating what's going to surpass us in the evolution of uh, our civilization um and so i am also worried about that because whoever gets ai first wins so it could be a good company it could be a bad company it could be a good government or bad government um best intentions or not we're all doomed right yeah um, just ending this show on a good note. We're all doomed, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to give you a happy story to end on. 
because we've got a little bit of time left, so I can give this to you. A um, middle school called Gordon Ramsay for help after being short on cooks. So Gordon Ramsay apparently was on a radio show and this person called and here's how the conversation went. I'm cooking here on my own. I'm working here in a school kitchen and my chef has gone off sick. I've got another one off with COVID and just wondered if Gordon would help me today. Give me a hand after his interview. If Gordon would help me and give me a hand after his interview, the person half jokingly asked. And although Ramsey said he himself wasn't available, he offered to dispatch one of his chefs to the school, which he actually did. And so a Gordon Ramsey chef went and helped this school cook meals for children. That's that's a great story. I love that. Gordon Ramsay is he's, uh, he's a great dude and just an interesting person in general because he can be the biggest dick on the planet. Yes. But he also has a giant heart. Yes. Um yeah, so that that's funny. That's that's good to hear. That is a good story. Yeah, I wonder yeah. what I wonder what they got to cook. If they're cooking cafeteria food, if that chef walked in and was just like <laughs> yeah, where, where's the can opener? Let me get my ice cream scoop for the mashed potatoes. He took a look at the uh, at, at what was in the fridge and whipped up something very, very good. I'm right. sure he did. Something delicious. Yes. All right. Well, we are uh, running out of time. You got anything left uh, well, to I say can, for the day? I can I can tell you, you know, a couple of things. The, on this day in 1999, The Matrix was released in theaters, which feels extremely relevant for the world we're living in today. That is true. Uh, what was your favorite part of The Matrix? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Rele- relevant to some people who actually know the plot of the movie and have seen it. I, I, I tried to watch it twice. I don't understand it. I, if you will walk me through it, I will watch it with you. Nope. Because you already know what that experience yes, is God. like. We could barely get through Captain Marvel the other day without having to stop. Wait, what's going on now? Like, do I have to explain what a flashback is? Like, this isn't new. There was no context up front on that movie, yeah, Corey. Whatever. It, it was. It was. It was better than I expected. All right. Well, we are going to wrap up the show. So, thank you to everybody, and thank you to Ryan. Um, make sure to reach out to us, listeners, if you want to connect with us. We want to hear from you. Shoot us an email. Shoot us a DM. Uh, connect with us on our website, do all of that stuff. Um, and for Julie and myself and everybody here and Aaron too, why not at defeat the chaos? Um, thank you everybody. And I just want to remind you, we're all doomed. <laughs> <laughs>